Hello, welcome to another Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. Uh, we're on lockdown day six in the UK. Uh, it's been tough, and for myself, it's uh, the end of week three. Um, but our aim today is to try and alleviate some of your boredom, or else make even more bored your choice. Um, Lee, Dan and Trev are going to talk all things Arsenal. Um, we're going to talk about the Wenger statue. We're going to talk about who else should be commemorated. We're going to talk about what's going to happen with the league. We're going to talk about anything and everything. Just have a laugh. Enjoy. Stay safe. Stay home. Save lives. Up the Arsenal. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. We've been having a little giggle at some old photographs that we've been sharing with each other behind the scenes, which will stay behind the scenes. I, um, I, I'm glad that... Uh, you're all enjoying lockdown as much as me. I'm I'm like a caged lion right now. Um, but at least, you know, I've kept my appearance really well. I've trimmed my uh, my beard up, especially made sure that it looks nice. Dan, I can see that you've uh, looking after your appearance. Trev, well, you know. Lee, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> you look like Kojak. Yeah, joke, isn't it? Like that way, so... I thought I want to, I want to get like uh, you know trying to look like Trev look like a couple of twins don't we like you know what I mean so um, I'm not got a long long way to go to get to Trevor's uh, um, fine physique of a beard you know what I mean but like I, I thought I'd have to come come because it's been so long since I've been been back on here um, you know I know all you lot of bearded men so I thought I'd I felt left out so I've been so I thought I'd join the clang like you know. We, we we couldn't afford you, Lee. That was the that was the truth of it. Honestly, well, Your you know, there, just... there you go, like you know, there you go. <laughs> Kev is even cheaper. Kev. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, this is this is called a ramble because we are literally going to ramble. We've type have got an idea where we're going with this. Um, it's it's just going to be fun. It's about half hour, forty five minutes of just a bit of fun to get over when we should be watching football because it's two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, have you seen Joanne's comment? So I, I, yeah, <laughs> Joanne's comment. <laughs> Joe, none of that, Joanne. Oh, that's nice, isn't it, Joanne? He was my favourite on there. Like, you've just lost that. <laughs> Joanne, this is blimey, you look like you've been Thanks, held hostage for three weeks. <laughs> what, what I think we're trying to do, what we're trying to demonstrate here, is the various stages of beard growth. Yeah. So obviously you've got how Lee is, which is just hitting the itchy, scratchy face. I am with a bit of salt and pepper in there. You've obviously got Lee, the uh, Dan with the younger version, and then you got Trev with like you know Desert Island discs. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I mum's in the chat. Right. Just got to say, like, you know, just to check on my Hello, Mrs. Yeah, she's in. She's checking on me. It's the only time she's going to see me for a few oh, weeks now, isn't it? Hello, Bossy's mum. Yeah, hello, hello Donna. Bless her. 
We've got quite a few in the chat. We got Carol, we got Joanne, we got Ben, we got Andy Fink, Dave Hurl, Donna, which you just seen, Mark. Uh, and, you know, keep your comments dropping in and everything else. What we are going to talk about is, uh, Dan, you can host this topic because I totally cocked it up and confused it and you would explain why. Uh, we're also going to look at the Wenger statue was, stand. Too many, naming. too many whiskeys, mate. Too What's many that? whiskeys. Too many whiskeys, mate. Again. I, 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 I did such a drop before one. I said to you in the chat group, I said to you in the chat group, these long lay-ins and early early times starting boozing, lockdown can become such a good thing. So <laughs> we're we're gonna look at we're gonna look at the Wenger statue stand thing. We're gonna look at who else we think could and should possibly considered for commemoration outside the uh, the Arsenal. Uh, we're gonna look around other parts of the world and other parts of football about what's happening, obviously with the the lockdown and COVID nineteen. So we'll we won't dwell too much on that because this is here to cheer us up. So I'll ask you guys, first of all, how are you keeping? Uh, all been safe? All been well? Lee, start with you. Every, everything good? Yeah, all good. You know, the garden's looking immaculate this time of year. I've never done it before this time. So, uh, you know, the highlight of the day now is getting out there at some stage and watering it. That is the highlight of the day. That's how bad this is, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so I look forward to watering my garden later on. But, uh, yeah, getting through it, I think, like everybody is, you know. So, uh, it's... You know, unbelievable, wasn't it, really? Like, shopping is an experience now, I tell you, like, but uh, I'm getting through all right, yeah. And Trev, it seems to be an old man thing. You you like doing gardening as well, don't you? <laughs> don't. Yeah, we have to, <laughs> we've been out, uh, we've been out catching up on the garden because obviously we was away for a good while, Fergus. So, but yesterday and today, I thought, sod it, I've got thousands of old programs that I've not sorted through or looked at for years. So, I've got I'm sat in the middle of them now. I've got them piled up all around me, right? And so uh just been sorting you, them out, you, putting them away again. And uh you've set up a Twitter account it, yeah. for your showing your programs. Yeah, just I just just I thought I'd just make a Twitter page up, stick a couple of programs on ev every day and old ones just and I've not chosen, I've just put my hand in a box every day and I've pulled one out, you know. And uh what's the Twitter handle called? Very uh, welcome. I can't remember. <laughs> okay, we'll Arsenal Twitter. programs, Arsenal programs in Twitter. I think it's called Trev, isn't it? No, it's not. It's, no, it's, it's, it's Match it's, Arsenal. It's, it's at Match Arsenal, capital M, capital oh, A. Is it okay? At Match Arsenal. It's it's actually called Arsenal Match Programs. But I just put me hand in a I put me hand in a bag and I pull one out every day and uh, see where we go. I've got mainly Arsenal ones here. Got, but what we got next? Show, show us what one we got next, then, uh, Trev. All right, I'll put my hand in here and pull one out. Hang on. Uh, here is one. What's this one here? I don't know what it is. Hang on. I bet Lee oh, went. I bet Lee went. 1959-60, the Football yeah, League for the Scottish League, look, right? At Ivory, the Football League for the Scottish League at Ivory. Because they used to play that fixture every year many years ago, and... Uh, yeah, and, and they had it at Ivory quite a lot because obviously Ivory was the greatest ground in the country and probably still is, even though it's only flats now, boys. So, yeah. Um, Dan? I'll, I'll stick that one on later. Dan, despite uh, getting drunken calls from uh, people who host uh, podcasts late at night, what else have you been doing to get through COVID-19? <laughs> to be fair, mate, I think I've completed Netflix now. I've completed the Premier League years on Sky Sports. Uh, so once I get to the stage of how much more can I 
can I uh, watch on TV? I think I'm going to have to go and do what Lee Judges does and sack his gardener and go and do some gardening. That's what I think we need to do. I don't know if I'm more shocked about that, the fact that Lee Judges has no longer got a gardener. What's going on there? Times are hard. Times are hard. In that way. <laughs> so, Dan, do you want to take this topic away? It was your, it was your idea that we discussed last night and I, I yeah. totally cocked it up. So uh, I'll leave it over to you. Yeah, no worries. The Premier League Hall of Fame boys is uh, been discussed and we are going to be, well, we're going to find out very soon who the first two players are going to be. It was going to be towards the middle of March, but because of everything that's happened, it's now been delayed and I think it's going to be in April. And because people have got time on their hands now, they're then going to uh, explain who the first two players are. So we wanted to go around really and just say who we believe the first two players should be, uh, taking our Arsenal caps off. Uh, and our football Premier League brains on and say who deserves to be the first two names in the Premier League Hall of Fame. And then Fergus decided that if there was going to be two Arsenal players that were going to be a part of the all-round Premier League Hall of Fame, then which two Arsenal players deserve to be mentioned in that category? So, Ferg, I don't know who you want to ask first or, or how you want to go around with it, but I think we should all give... You run it. You run this bit. Well, I went. I, I went for Ryan Giggs and Alan Shearer, and the reason I went for those two is because Ryan Giggs, I think, for me, is is a, the best player the Premier League seen. He's the most decorated player. He's won the most. He's been there for longevity. He stayed at night at Man United at one club. Was there for the nineties. And when you say Premier League, everybody thinks of Ryan Giggs. So I think Ryan Giggs uh, there. The other one was Alan Shearer because he scored the most goals in the Premier League. And I think that, you know, Premier League football is all about scoring goals. So I've gone for Alan Shearer. So they're the two that I think will probably deserve it. If I took my Arsenal hat off, um, they're the two that I'd go for. Trev? Yeah, oh, well, you see, I can't... I agree with you for Shearer, 100%. It should be Shearer. The, you know, he scored the most goals, as you said, Dan. <laughs> I can't agree with you, Giggsy, because he scored a good goal against Arsenal. Brilliant goal against <laughs> Arsenal. I'll never forgive him that, so he can do one. Um, probably Terry Omri. I, I mean, even with me Arsenal out off, you know, Terry Omri set us alight for years. And uh, so my first two would be Shearer and Terry Omri. Judges. I'm sorry I went for an Arsenal player. Wow. <laughs> no, that's all good. I totally agree with what I'm going to totally agree with what Trev said. I think that uh, it's got to be Shearer because of, you know, top cop goal scorer, you know, for my, you, uh, have a different um, you can't all go for Shearer. Well, you've got, well, 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 I've got to change that. Have I then? Yeah. Pick somebody different. So we're trying to fill a hall of fame. I thought you said the first two. <laughs> that you'd have in the of so oh, we was only picking two. Just, uh, okay. I'll uh, tell you what, I've, got, I've, got, I've got to say this. Now, while we're on air, like the, the, the group, when you're discussing um, what was going to happen today, I got confused after the first sentence. I've got to say, like, you know I mean, so <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, like, you know. Now, what have I got to choose the two? <laughs> I've got to choose the two different ones now, then. Fergus is having Go too on, much yeah. to drink. Just, uh, <laughs> Lee, if you agree with Trev, then you stick with that, mate. If that's what you think it should be, yeah, Shearer and Henri. I think, obviously, for Shearer, for his goals, Thierry Henri, because. As far as I was concerned, who's the best best player that you know, along with Burkamp, was was the best was the best player. You know, it's out mm. of Burkamp and Henri for the second spot. But, I think, uh, I think in terms of the best players, I think that the you, I think that Alan Shearer wouldn't get in it. 
But I think that if you're talking about a Hall of Fame in the Premier League, that's why I've gone for Shearer and Giggs because you've got the player who scored the most and the player who's most decorated in the Premier League. And that's why I think them two will be... It's basically a favourites that those two are going to get it. But this is why it's a healthy debate because they probably weren't the two best players of the Premier League scene. So how does it work? Do you know what I mean? If you're talking about a Hall of Fame, is it the best players? Is it the most recognised? Is it the people who won the most? That's 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 the that's the discussion. So two for Shearer's pretty much agreed by all three of us. I've gone for Giggs, uh, Trevor and Lee have gone for Thierry Henry, Fergus. They were the two that you're going for. My two non-Arsenal players, because I'm doing non-Arsenal players first. Um, Slippy G, Stevie G, um, England captain. I think he's been uh, a fantastic player. Um, and doing okay as a manager at the wrong side. But, um, uh, and the other one is the winker, Ronaldo. You got to think of Ronaldo. If you look at a Hall of Fame of Premier League players, he's got to be one of the best players that's ever appeared, non Arsenal, in the Premier League. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. To be fair, Ronaldo was ridiculous and went on to be one of the best in the world, if not the best ever. That's fair enough. If we're talking about Arsenal players, we've already mentioned Thierry Henry and I'd 100% agree. But if I was to put another one in there, it probably would be Dennis Bergkamp ahead of Vieira, Perez or all the others, just because I think Dennis Bergkamp is the best player to wear the Arsenal shirt. And I don't really see there's anybody as good as him in the Premier League in terms of his technical ability and his unexpected class. The goals he scored against Newcastle and Leicester, for me, 100%, two of the best goals I've ever seen in the Premier League. Certainly the best Arsenal goal I've ever seen was the Newcastle one, um, where he's just flipped dab his ass and put it past Shea Given. That, for me, was the best. So I've got to give them to a mention and go that Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp deserve to be in the Hall of Fame as Arsenal players. Trev? Like. Oh, I, I think I love Dennis Bergkamp, but I think I'd have Vieira in before Dennis. And also even possibly, uh, right, how many seasons did Wrighty play in the Premier League, boys? I was just trying to think about it. Work out how many seasons Wrighty played in the Premier League. I think he had four or five. Four or four. four yeah. It was 93 to 97, 98 when it's a four. Yeah. For pure entertainment value, uh, Wrighty gets in in front of Dennis for me just just because he made me happy as a fan. And when I look at the Hall of Fame, I want to smile and be happy. And Dennis would make me smile, but Wrighty would make me laugh, properly laugh, you know, because <laughs> he's brilliant. And uh, and Vieira, you all know what I think about Vieira, boys. He's, he's probably my second or third favourite all-time Arsenal player. So Vieira, although Vieira didn't do that many years either in the Premier League, did he? But fantastic. So, yeah, probably Bergkamp would come into consideration uh, Vieira would come in consideration, but if I had to choose, I'd choose righty. I think Keith uh, Sargent has put a, a thought in, and we might do it for another show. Uh, let's go through Keith. the different positions. Uh, and he he said got two for every position, but he's just done goalkeepers for this one, and he's got Michael and check and check. Um, but Lee, what 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 do you think as uh, your two Arsenal players? I think you know it's it's hard to. Uh... To, to categorise what you're saying because like I'm, I'm with Trevor again like Vieira to me is the best midfield player ever to play in the Premier League best midfield player no, but, but um, if, if I, you go on to, to strikers it's always that little bit more excitement there isn't there and you know as I said I've, I've got to have Thierry Henry in there and, and you know for me I agree with what Dan's saying that Dennis Burkamp is the best player probably that I've ever seen play for Arsenal Um 
and just what he what he brought to the table. I think he he changed it, you know, and that's why I'd go for him. And if I had to change the, um, Thierry Henry out of it because of for for uh, a non-Arsenal player, I'd put Eric Cantona in, in as my uh, yes, because I just think he changed changed the way football well he changed Manchester United for a start to change a big club like Manchester United was unbelievable he won it with Leeds and, and they never was the same after he left and and what he well, do you know what I always say I hate Man United with a passion but I could never hate Eric Cantona I, I just liked him you know and, and I think that when you when you hate a team so much but you like a player he must be something special so uh, King See, Eric I always had him, to- I always had respect for Giggs, and I know that people are going to say, oh, I hate him, but he still scored one of the best goals I've ever seen against us was in Ryan Giggs. And sometimes you just got to take your hat off and say, blimey, this guy is, is something special. And that was the best defence in Europe at the time. I think Giggs has done it every single season from the age of 17 to the age of 41. Um, and I know you boys don't like him, but well, I think taking the Arsenal hat off. Is that women he's done? <laughs> I don't think there's nothing, <laughs> got nothing against Ryan Giggs. I think that's a good shout. I just think that there were better players at Man United when he was playing. Uh, I.e. Cantona, I.e. Um, Ronaldo Beckham. when he was playing. Beckham was up there, Beckham. like you know. I mean, he was definitely one of you know. But you know, Roy Keane was a better player than, than uh, in my opinion, than um, than than Giggs. But you know, um, you know, I think that uh, he's a good, very, very good player. What about David Seaman or Loren as if you're looking at more defensive players rather than the, the razzle-dazzle of, uh, of midfield and strikers? Uh, Loren was an invincible. Um, he didn't put a foot wrong. And David Seaman as well. Yeah, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I think Henri and Bergkamp get in ahead of them too, though, don't they? If you're going to look at like, the two you're gonna look at seriously. Yeah. I think they're the two that everyone would go for in an Arsenal show. I mean, so, Vieira's so a Campbell great show. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, especially for how he came, came to us. Especially yeah. how he came to us yeah, and what I he did to that so. lockdown. I think that I think that made it even more That's n- worth a better value. than just his football. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you talk if you talk about who the, who were the best three who were the best top three Arsenal players, I think if you were to have asked the fans, I think the top three would be righty in third. Burkamp in second and Henri in first place. That's the way I think it would be. That's not my order, but I think that would be the order you'd get. It's, <laughs> it's funny because it's 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 different between favourite and best, isn't it? Because mm. my my favourite well, that's, players what, that's would, what I said to you. Yeah. My favourite players would never ever get into the favourite uh, with the top Arsenal eleven. Probably they not. Wouldn't. No. No. Well, Ian Wright's my favourite, but I haven't picked him at all yet. But Ian yeah, Wright's my so, favourite player, so you know we, we were going to we were going to pull you on that actually. <clears throat> Yeah, Lee, yeah, Lee already did. That was because you both yeah. misunderstood it. That was why. Oh, okay, you're trying to blame me then for you not picking your well, favourite player. I I told you it wasn't about favourite players. You all decided it was for some reason because you all got you're all getting I old misunderstood now. Misunderstood for some reason. All, I can't remember why. You all need help. You all need a hand. It's lucky I'm on. I tell you. In fairness to Dan, in fairness to Dan, that message Fergus sent out last night, I could have turned it upside down and sideways. And I still wouldn't have <laughs> Well said, well said. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I might just leave that one till the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting uh, absolutely crucified on here, guys. You know, um, I'm, I'm only trying to provide some content for people to to watch. We don't charge anybody, and then you all abuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, listen, um, 
The next thing on the uh, agenda is uh, Wenger. There's talk about a uh, statue. Yeah. I've heard it was commissioned last year. Uh, and it's what I've actually heard is that it's meant to be unveiled ahead of the season around the, the Emirates Cup sort of time, if everything is normal um, outside uh, the stadium. But a statue for Wenger? Do you think there should be a statue for Wenger? Do you think a stand should be named after him? I've even seen on some chat groups and, and, and Facebook pages that people are saying they shouldn't rename the stadium the Arsene Wenger Stadium, the Emirates Arsene Wenger Stadium, obviously because we've got a sponsorship deal as well. Um, Trev, I'll, I'll go to you first because I know you are the most positive gooner I know. <laughs> well, to be honest, boys, when I think about Wenger, I like to think about his successes, right? And if you take all his successes and the impact he had on English football, I can't argue with a statue going outside the stadium. I can't, you know, lots of fans love him. So, yeah, naming the stand after anybody, not just Wenger, naming the stand after anybody is a no-no with me. I, I don't think, I don't like stadiums that name stands, right? We have the East Stand, the West Stand, which are iconic movements over from Ivory. We have the clock end and the north bank, which are also iconic movements from Ivory. They stay as they are. We don't have their stains named after anybody. As for the stadium, no, not at all. Just a statue I can take, I can get, but the rest, no, stays as it is for me, boys. Stays as it is. Mm. Lee, what's your thoughts on it, on the whole thing? I, th I can't I can't disagree with Trevor again. I think, you know, he's come out with a fantastic point about the stadium. That's why we don't have you on that much. He's trying to grow a beard. can't have me and Trevor at the same time because it's just like, it's like UK goals. He's trying to, he's got the same goals. I'm UK plus one, aren't I? Because I keep repeating what he's saying. Same glasses as him. He's trying to grow a beard like him. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's such a great point, what Trev's making there for the older hybrid Arsenal supporter, the North Bank, the clock in, the East and West End are iconic. That's what you grew up as a kid. We've transferred that over to the to the new stadium. They've took away Ivory and don't start taking away stands. And I think that is a fantastic point that Trez making there. Like, you know, I do I do think again that uh, a statue I've got no problem with that. Like a lot a lot of people have for for whatever reason. You know, we've been having arguments in group chats about George Graham and and um and Arsene Wenger over the last few few uh, days. Did uh, Arsene Wenger tarnish his reputation in the last 10 years? Yes, he did. I don't think anybody could disagree with that, that he did. But George Graham certainly did by uh, by going to Spurs and managing him and winning a trophy, which now seems to be forgotten um, because of time. And I, I still think that it's not the right time to do that for Arsene Wenger because it's still a little bit raw of a lot of people. So I would say, yep. Yeah, when I, when I would be a right when would be a right time then? Well, this, 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 uh, uh, that's my point. If you'd have said to, like, when Jules Graham was managing Tottenham, oh, um, let's put a statue up of, of Jules Graham, everybody would have gone nuts. You know what I mean? Like, but but over the course of so much time now, it's it's diminished and everybody now forgets about Jules Graham and managing Tottenham and they forget about the glory side. And I think that that's what will happen with Arsene Wenger over time. I've certainly mellowed towards Arsene Wenger over the last couple of seasons you know, and, and sort of more reminisced how good he was, what Trevor's saying, instead of the bad stuff. But if you'd have said to me two or three years ago, I'd sort of forgot that good stuff and it was tending to go on to the bad stuff. So, and, I, and the worst thing about it all is I wouldn't want people to be disrespecting that statue when it's up because people will. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, and we, we, we've got bad, enough bad things going on at the club now every every week, you know, paint being chucked on it and what else and, and whatever. So I think they should leave it for a couple more years yet. I think Arsene Wenger, I've got to say this, has been absolutely, um, you know, gone up in my estimations. He's never come back to the club because I think he understands that as well. And I just feel that, that you know, give it a couple more, five more years time and I think it'll be, be, the, be the dumb thing to do. I honestly do. Dan, do you think five years is enough? Uh, should it be this summer? Should it be 10 years' time? Do we need some of some of the more bitter people about Wenger, the, the, the black scarfs and, and et cetera, et cetera? But some of that's about more more than Wenger. It's, a, it's about the club uh, and, and, and the regime. But do we need... Um, do we need to give it more time? Do we need five years? Or would you go for it this this, this summer? I, I don't think we should be we should be having to wait much longer if they want to do a statue of Arsene Wenger. I think most fans would be willing to accept that. I think Lee brings up a great point. There are going to be those Wenger out, Wenger haters still that are probably going to disrespect the statue. And I'd hate to see that. When you get it, I, I honestly don't understand if there's any fans, and there has been some over the last few days, and they know who they are, who say they hate Arsene Wenger or the guy is dead to him, then please give your head a wobble and ask yourself if you are a real Arsenal fan. Because what that man's done for us over the last 22 years has given us some unbelievable memories. And he will never, ever be replaced because of what he did to change British football. And I had an argument, argument exactly. with Claude last night about the diets he changed. You know, it, maybe he wasn't the first manager in the world to change diets, but he certainly was in the Premier League and he was ahead of every other manager in that league. And that's why Fergie looked behind him and thought, who the hell is this bloke? How am I going to keep up with him? And that, for me, was perfect. So a statue, absolutely. I totally agree with Trev. I don't think stands should be named. I don't think any stadium should be named. But certainly Arsene Wenger deserves the respect that, that some fans aren't giving him still. And I wanted him to go. And I was one that said that he should have gone after Hull when Pep Guardiola and Klopp become available. Absolutely, he did stay too long. But it doesn't change the fact that he had 10 wonderful years at the club and won... So much with the club, most successful Arsenal manager, most FA Cups were down to him, an invincible season, a gold Premier League trophy that nobody else will will get. So how people can sit there and say that they hate the man and they don't want him to come near the club again, I think disrespectful is an understatement for that. So a statue 100% deserved. If there was to be other people in the mix, then I'd go for a righty and rocky statue. I'd love to see that. Absolutely love to. But if I'd it's going to be the next one's Arsene like, Wenger, then that's, that's great. The, the next one they should commission is a righty rocky one. You know that one where they're in the embrace in the yellow shirts, I think. Yes. I can't remember where. It, it might have been 89. Uh, and, and that was would 91. be fantastic. 91, I think, yeah. Was it 91? So, so, Lee, um, if you were to pick, we, we've mentioned righty and... Um, and Rocky to be other people that you would like to see immortalised outside the stadium. And by immortalised, I don't mean a flag or a part of the wraparound of the stadium, although the wraparound I, I really like. But I'm talking about in pewter or bronze or whatever. Who would you put outside the stadium? Well, we've only got li we've got loads of space, but you've only got limited space for health and safety and everything else. Uh, Patrick Vieira, captain of the Invincibles. Simple as that. You know what I mean? One of the best ever players to play for Arsenal. Um, everybody goes on about the Invincibles, but no one really goes on about who was captain of them. And it was him. You know, we've got one of Tony Adams, and, and, right, and rightly so. But for me, Patrick Vieira will be up there because of that gold trophy. Um, 
the captain of the Invincibles. Trev? Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I'm just sitting here listening to you boys and uh, it, it's, it's, it gets your old mind ticking over, doesn't it? And we're going, going back to the managers. We've got the Chapman statue. I would love to see, from my lifetime, I would love to see uh, a, 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 maybe a, on a smaller scale, a row of four of them. I'd like to see Chapman, Bertie Mee, George Graham and Arsene Wenger alongside each other, maybe sat on a bench talking or uh, something like that. You know, the great managers of Arsenal, that would be lovely for me. Um, I agree with, with Lee. Uh, here we go agreeing again. Lee, we've got to stop this, son. People will start talking about it. <laughs> uh, I agree with Lee about Vieira. Um, there's loads of players that we could say, but but be, be, we all know my thoughts on Vieira, so I'm right behind Vieira. I, I just can't get this finger thing out of my mind, Mike, right? We, we spoke briefly. I'm going to go back to you. I do apologise, Fergus. Um, Wenger, Wenger took English football by storm. As Dan rightly said, scared the living daylights out of English football, Ferguson included, because no one saw him coming. No one knew him. And he, he battered the league for years, right? But he didn't have a plan B. He, and, and bear with me a second, because I'll tell you what I'm saying. is He didn't have a plan B. And I honestly think that towards the end of his career... He was experimenting a little bit with the Arsenal because he went from having great, big, strong, confident, physical players and he tried to play a completely different type of football with smaller players. There was one time when we never had a player over six foot in the side, you know, and it didn't work and it didn't work and, and you can understand people getting frustrated with Wenger. So the reason I've said that is because when it comes to me- remembering people, the, the, the good times last longer than the bad times in a memory. So as, as Lee rightly said just now, in a few years' time, you won't remember them bad times all you'll talk about is successes. So, yeah, a Wenger statue. But I'd love to see Bertie, me and George Graham alongside him. And then, obviously, Vieira, yeah, definitely. Well, we've already got the Chapman stand uh, statue. Sorry. Um, we've got the Chapman statue uh, over by the clock end. Uh, I don't see why you couldn't, but as you say, um, uh, Wenger, Bertie, me, uh, and so on uh, along there. The only thing, as uh, Nick Birch says in, in the chat, um, that uh, we soon will have more statues than we have um, uh, fans at Europa League game. So <laughs> uh, I think that's a good point. Um, is, is there anybody else? like some of the, I put this up on Guns and Yellow Ribbons and I also put it on Arsenal Fans Forum uh, and people come up with the names of uh, Pat Rice. Um, you know, there should be some commemoration to the guy. He was, he was at Arsenal through and through. Captain in the seventies, he played. Wasn't he captain in the seventies? Um, uh, but he played for Arsenal in the seventies. He was our uh, part of the backroom staff and everything else. Other people that people mention is virtually a one club man uh, in David O'Leary. Played seven hundred and twenty two games for Arsenal over eighteen years. Obviously, Rock, who we've mentioned, um, and then some people have gone back to uh, you know uh, uh, Ted Drake, Eddie Hapgood. Cliff Bastian, Alex James. Cliff Bastian, I think, of those four, uh, you could do something for, maybe name an entrance or something like that. But Chippy Brady, Liam Brady, should should he not have a have we commemoration? We've got to be a bit careful here, though, haven't we? We don't want 50 statues, yeah. do we? For me, a statue That's is an absolute I mean. legend that no one else can be. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah, there's more that we can do, 100%. But as far as I'm concerned, there only needs to be probably two or three statues uh, in total 
not two or three more people, and then we have another two or three, and then another two or three, and then the whole way around the state, the, the whole stadium, there's about 25 statues. I think we've got to be careful about this. And for me, I totally understand why Burkamp and Henri were. I totally understand why Herbert Chapman's there, Tony Adams, and like Trev and uh, Lee have said, um, or should we call him Tree now? We can call him Tree, Trev and Lee. Like <laughs> Tree have said, uh, one, two, three. Patrick, <laughs> one, two, three. Uh, Patrick Vieira, 100%, and Arsene Wenger. But when you start going down the roads of, like, you know, Michael Thomas and all this and, and, and Pat Rice, I think, where does it stop? So for me, I, I'm only going for those. I think once Vieira, because I think Vieira deserves one. Rocky and Wrighty, I think nice for the sentimental one because they're both legends at the club and Arsene Wenger are done. I don't think for me there should be many more. But that's just my opinion. I think I think also they've got a, sorry, they've got like a lot of the like Liam Brady's got a big picture of, of him up on the Emirates. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I think like that that's something that was quite clever. And a few of the players have got that. Uh, I think Charlie George and You've got the big one with them all with the back, you know. Mm. So I think that's an I- iconic thing to have as well than, than, than having statues. But my argument is, is why 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 has Thierry Henry got one? Um, because he's the top goal scorer. Probably that's what people will come back with. Why has Dennis Burkamp <laughs> got it? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you can go into sort of arguments of it all, like, you know, and you look at it like, and um, for me... Uh, Patrick Vieira, you could like Liam Brady, like Trevor will tell you this, you know what I mean? He's probably one of the best players ever to play in an Arsenal shirt, you know? Um, And just, if you ever, if you ever get a chance, go back and look at the old games in the seventies and all that, he was doing it on pitches or minefields. And, and, you know, so it's very, very hard. And I also feel that if you're going to do one of Arsene Wenger, George Graham, um, he, he, when I first started watching Arsenal in the seventies, I never ever thought Arsenal would win a title. I never went over there thinking Arsenal were ever going to win the league. There was never ever full four fifth. There was teams, you know, the Liverpool, great Liverpool team, Notts Forest come along, Aston Villa, you know, Aston Villa were, were the were the team that I see win the league at Ivory. You know what I mean? I, I never thought I'd ever see Arsenal do it, and then Jules Graham come along and changed all that. So I don't think he should be written out of it just because of. Of what you know, his achievements are were, were fundamentally as 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 good as Wenger's. You know, and, and people have got to, <clears throat> got to realise that there was Absolutely. an Arsenal football club before the Premier League. Absolutely right, Lee. somebody. Absolutely right. Yeah, it's uh, and you know it is all about eras, Lee. It's all you know, youngsters like our Dan. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna want statues of the older players as much as they want them from their era. Uh, just just going back to the seventies, if it, you know, we've mentioned Pat Rice, we mentioned Frank McClintock, who was a double winning captain. But if you're going to have any player from the sixties, the seventies, that the player that gave his life to the club and actually, unfortunately, God bless him, passed away on the training ground was George Armstrong, Armstrong. right? Yeah. George Armstrong came to to Arsenal in in the sixties. I, I can't remember what it about sixty three, sixty four from up north, right? Uh, as a young lad, and never left the club. He he was player, and he kept getting dropped, and he never kicked off about it. He kept getting back in the side, and then he was a coach, and then he was a, like a mentor and the most popular man on the training ground. And there's there's I've never seen it. I'd love to see it one day. There's a memorial to George Armstrong at London Colney now because yeah. that's where the poor man unfortunately passed away. But if anyone from the seventies deserves something, then it would be George Graham. And don't forget, Charlie George has got his statue. 
in the museum. He's got a full-size statue of him laid on his back celebrating that goal in the 71 final in the museum. So, yeah. He does. He does. He does. My dad, by the way, says uh, that George Armstrong was one of the best players he's ever seen. He said, like, is he in my top 11? Is he yeah, in my top sure. 11, Lee? Yeah, see, so it, I, I... For me, he gets it in front of Perez for me, mate. I know that's a massive statement, but you people that have never seen George Armstrong play yeah. wouldn't understand just how good that boy was. Yeah, so my dad says the same, you know what I mean? So he said, when when I spoke to him about my, my sort of thing, he said, well, I'd have to have, George Armstrong would have to get in it. Now, for me, he was just a little bit before my time, do you know what I mean? But I've seen clips of him as as, as I've seen them all, you know, and, and you don't really, like, we sort of overlooked that, didn't we? Like, John Radford was a great centre-forward, you know what I mean? Frank Stapleton was a great centre-forward for a few years. These these guys, you know, would, when you talk about, oh, they're going on about Bamiang and and, um, and Lacazette and all that, like, and I, I'm looking at these players and you're thinking, like, my God, you know what I mean? If you think these are good, we had some fantastic footballers back in the 70s and, and, and 80s as well, you know, so, um, and they shouldn't be overlooked. And that's where, you know, and I, I get what Dan said. Dan's not seen these players, you know what I mean? And to, to realise how good they were. And they were iconic players as well, Trev, you know, and I think that's like, they were, I think the, the last sort of iconic player I think that we had was Ian Wright. If, if that's... Well, this is the thing. And last yeah. night, Lee, when we did the did the thing with Claude last night, you know, Claude kept going, oh, I can't believe you're not picking them. I can't pick them. They weren't in my era. I couldn't pick David O'Leary because I never saw him. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he was better than Sol Campbell. I don't know. But maybe George Armstrong was better than Perez. Maybe Liam Brady was better than Vieira. I don't know. I've not seen him. So I can't go. I can't I, I, I can only I, go on what I, I go. You know what I mean? Dan, that's the great thing about debate, mate, that we can't – we could talk about the eras – but if the truth be known, we'll never, ever know who is the best. We just love yeah. reminiscing about it. And, you know, exactly. we, we talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. But Armstrong was better than Pires, by the way. <laughs> probably, probably well, I would have loved to have seen tomorrow, him playing because I love um, Pires. <laughs> probably tomorrow to try and help people get through further lockdown. Um, we've already recorded Trevor's um, 1 to 11, which he's given one of them away in, in Armstrong. He done a heart oh, and sorry, head. Sorry, sorry, um, eleven. That was good though. It was good. He he he. It was he good. mentioned he mentioned nearly every player that's ever worn an Arsenal shirt <laughs> in it. But he does finally pick eleven players and a manager. Um, that will be going up uh, on YouTube and on Facebook and every other platform that we've got. Um, in 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 the next probably twenty four hours or so after. Uh, probably yeah, tomorrow I think. So Lee, we, watch it. Have we done you'll love it, Lee. Yeah, I've done my one. Like, yeah, I've done my one. Obviously, forget. Yeah, that's on. That's on. Yeah, very. Um, <laughs> that's on. That's that's on audio. Um, so uh, we we done your one to eleven, I think, on audio, and we done a gooner to gooner as well. We are going to uh, reach out to some of the other podcasts and some of the other uh, people that do this sort of stuff stuff and see if they can get their one to 11 i'm also looking into seeing if we can do something with these people in the chat to see if we can do i don't know a house party or whatever and try and get a few of us together and have a bit of a chat i don't know that's that's very blue sky and out there um suppose bringing this to a little bit of a close uh looking around the world of what's happening with uh covid19 and so on uh manchester city uh stadium has been uh, handed over to the nhs um, and other clubs are offering staff and facilities, which I think is really good by the Premier League. Um, uh, Aaron Ramsey, I don't know if people saw that Aaron Ramsey made a, a large donation to the, his local Welsh 
uh, NHS, like where he, where he came from. Um, and in Italy, there's no wages for four months uh, for some of these players. So <laughs> Aaron is not going to be getting his 400, uh, 400 grand a week that people talk about. But it doesn't matter. He's doing the right thing and he's trying to look out for his his local people. Um, and the, the, the last one on there is West Ham have now eight infected players. Did they catch it from the Arsenal? Dan? Yeah, I, I think there's a link there. They were talking about Moisey not feeling very well. Arteta had it. Um, some of the West Ham players apparently early on had it as well. And uh, they would talk about Arsenal under 23s having it. Listen, uh, this if that is true and eight West Ham players have got it, this season done. Season's cancelled, null and void. But that's another debate. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, what's your... One, two sentence well, Ke- thoughts. I mean, Kevin Campbell brought up a brilliant point, didn't he, the other night, which no one's thought of yet. And, you know, it's it's so true if you think about it. If we can't complete the season by the 30th of June, cancel the season. Why? Because players' contracts run out on the 1st of July. So Chelsea will lose Willian and Pedro and have to carry on the season without them. Can't do it. So it has to be, if you can't finish the season by the 30th of June, cancel the season and it's null and void. That's, it's a great yeah, point. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. yeah. If 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 you're out of contract and you've already been what well, I don't know how to phrase it, tapped up or you already know where you're going next year when you've got a two hundred thousand pound a week contract lined up for next year, you ain't gonna play beyond this contract and risk it, are you? Kevin was exactly right, yeah. Made a well, Kevin knows he didn't make a point, he, he made a fact, you know. Um so I think the season's done, I think it's null and void. Um, I, I do feel slightly sorry for Liverpool, but we don't show it. We rip Liverpool to pieces for a few weeks and give them an hard time about it. And then hopefully we kick off next season. Hopefully, boys, you know, it's uh, it's horrible. Lee, that was amazing. You didn't even move your lips. <laughs> <laughs> did you say Lee, did you? Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, what's your thoughts? Let's see if you can work oh, around the other way. No, I, I, Trevor, listen, what do you I, think? I, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> you know, obviously, Kevin knows about contracts and things like that and, and all that. Surely, if the con- it, it, they can be extended by two weeks or whatever, like, you know what I mean? And, and when it comes to contracts now, Aaron Ramsey, as far as I'm concerned, turned that myth around last year that, you know, that about that, you know, he was going to go and sign a 400 w- a week, um, sorry, 400 grand a month contract. A week, sorry, uh, four hundred grand a week. That's unbelievable, isn't it? But he's still putting his body on the line week in, week out for the Arsenal. So I, I, I think that things can be done. I just think that, 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 that if they cancel the season, it's just a, a mockery. That means then that the Champions League. What's going to happen with that? The teams that were were were, were in it last season have got to go in it again. What, what gives them the right? What gives the right for Spurs to be in it next season over Leicester? You know, and and the relegation and promotion. What they're left to do, and we've spoke about this on, on many occasions now, is that, right, next season, carry on the season to whenever it finishes. Next season, if you have to have no international friendlies, that gives us six weeks to catch up on things. European games next season, let them be one legs instead of two. No group stages, a complete knockout. That'll give things all there. Uh, League Cup, just one one leg to start off with in, you know, a complete straight knockout. Same with the FA Cup. I just think that, you know, and the other thing is, boys, I'm not, but, you know, so if they're going to say non and void, does that mean we get our money back? 
You know what I mean? Because basically they're saying, well, hold on a minute, Pierre, Pierre Van Oydel, uh, Pierre Van Oydel, um, <laughs> Aubameyang's got like, I don't know, 20 goals this season, yeah? They're going to expunge them straight off like so. I think they don't don't exist. Well, I've, I've gone up to Newcastle and seen that goal. So do I get my money back? No, you know what I mean? I just don't see it being right. You know, I just think that um, for me, they've got to complete the season. And um, for, for, for the league, or the FA to just say, right, how easy was it to just get rid of non-league and grassroots football? Just that's that's done. Well, if it, so, if they think that's so easy, why haven't they done it with the Premier League? Because it's all about cash, all about money, and they know I th- I th- if they don't do it, I there's going to the be people. I think the reason behind that, Lee, is the Premier League make the decisions about the Premier League and the EFL make the decision about the other 72, where the FA made the decision about the non-league football uh, and the overall uh, body that's in charge is the Premier League. But what's going to happen, Fergus, is, is, you know, do you think that Leicester are going to say, all right, that's okay, we're not going to go to the Champions League then when they're virtually guaranteed of a Champions League spot, we'll let Spurs go back in it this season. They're not going to do that. They're going to be legally battles and things like that. That's why they're keeping this Premier League. They'll keep it going for as long as they can because of the financial gain of it all. It's easy to say to the, to, to the, to the non-league clubs, oh, don't worry about it because it's not a financial... But someone like yeah, Leeds... No, no, it's, it's finance. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, you can't uh, say to Leeds, I'll start be, next season. It's, it's wrong. Would you, would you be happy then if they start back and they do only behind closed doors and they do a game on a... Uh, on a, a Saturday and a Wednesday or Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, and they, they just bunch the games up. Rather than training, they're just playing. That's yeah, a difficult I mean, Lee, Lee, you're right, mate. Sorry, carry on, mate. I just wanted to give back. I hadn't thought about how we could shorten the season, you know. I hadn't thought about it at length. But everything you just said about one-legged games, knockouts and, and uh, you know, no replays, definitely no replays in any rounds. You can knock the season basically in half, can you? And don't forget, a few years ago, boys, they used to play three or four games a week, you know, without complaining. Maybe they've just got to do that for a season and catch up. Yeah, you're right, mate. You know, I mean, why ruin this season when you haven't even started this season? You know, your next season, you can... There's so many things you can... We have, like, in say, for instance, in the season starts... Right, and then in September we have a, a two-week break for the internationals. Right, two-week break for the internationals, two-week break for the internationals. Right, there ain't no qualifying next season because obviously they've got to go for the for the Euros next season. So like those games can be freed up, Cup those qualifying. weeks can be freed up. You know, you've got the World Cup in January. Right, so you just you, you know like then you can you, so they can come back and the season can go on a little bit later the following season where they don't have to finish in. In, in May, it can finish in June. There's so many things that they can do. And I, I, I think that they will do. I, I, Kevin's got a great point about the contracts. I, I go along with that. But, you know, I don't think it'd be behind closed doors. Well, once they get the green green light for everybody to go back to normal, everything's got to go. Well, when, so though, Lee, honestly, not, I, Well, we don't know that. I don't even know when, I'll, I when think, I'm going to go I back think to work. October, you know I mean? November. October, November, we'll be able to go to games again. And that's well, what I think. That's the case. He ain't gonna... The thing is, Dan, if you're saying, you say, if they say in six weeks' time you can go back to work, right, 
well, if you're going back to work as a normal person, why can't football be back to normal? You know what I mean? That's my my point. If everybody goes back normal, so as soon I, as I, it goes back, I don't think it will be six weeks early. That's what I'm saying. No, to you. Well, whenever it is, whenever it is, Dan, yeah. whenever it is, you know. But I, one day I think we're, we're going to go back to May. normal, aren't we? Yeah, we have to. We have to go back to normal. We need to go back out and mix. People need to get infected with this virus. There'll be a second wave. They may have to shut down briefly again. I've talked to you a few times about this, uh, Dan. Uh, And I think they will they will have to get us interacting with people again, one for our sanity and two for just the way that this these viruses actually actually work out. Um, Nick Burt said in the comments uh, playing games behind closed doors would be unfair on teams who've already played their away games with home fans in attendance. Dan? I don't want. I don't. If it's if we're going to have to start finishing the season behind closed doors, can we just finish the season, please, and just start again when we're allowed to go to games? Bloody behind closed but doors. Say, say that it's, to West Ham, Aston Villa, Liverpool, Leicester, as you said, Sheffield United. You know, say that to all the teams that are fighting for either relegation, Champions League, it'll European be a football. Far, so, won't it? Sheffield, it'll be absolutely far, won't it? Well, Sheffield, you Sheffield United. When's the last time they played in Europe? Well, I don't know if they ever have, to be fair. It must have been years and years and years. But what I'm getting at is, if if there's football with no fans, then it ain't football. So if you want to carry on going beyond beyond closed doors, that's fine. And you can have the opinion of that would be brilliant that we get get it done. I personally don't think that that is the way forward. Cancel the season, wait till everyone can go again, and then we start a new season. And Liverpool probably walk it again. Yeah, that's fine. But... At the moment, we can't just keep going. If we, if we, if I'm right, and we go in October and we start going to football again, right? We'll be starting the new season in bloody a year from now, in March again. Yeah, but my, my argument with that it's is crazy, game, isn't it? There's there's other teams in fact. It's not like it's not just about Liverpool. This ain't. You know, I look at it now. Listen, if the season no, finishes for Arsenal, for us, it ain't it ain't it ain't that nah. big a deal. Right, selfish but point of view, mate. Spurs, I wouldn't care. You've got yeah. you've got Spurs fans that are saying, "Yeah, it's got to be knocked off now, right?" Because this is this this, this I'm just picking them out as an example because I don't like them, right? But they're they're, <laughs> they're they're dropping like a stone before this happened, right? But they're all saying now because I've got it on group chats with, with, with the Spurs fans. Let's finish the season. Why are they saying it? Because it suits them because they go back into the Champions League. Yeah, so it suits. Yeah, so where where for us it doesn't matter either way. But there are other teams where you know, like um, let, let's let's put ourselves into Liverpool's shoes. If if this was the Arsenal, we'd be pleading for the season to carry on. You know, yeah, but I, I want the season. I want it to carry on, Lee. I'm not saying I don't want it. Yeah, to, but, but you're saying like, be, but you wouldn't want you you would never. But I don't like, want it to be beyond closed if doors. Arsenal, it's stupid. Winning the league like they did in '91 or, or in 2002, and uh, uh, and they said right, we're we're. Ex- we're not having it on now. We would be going absolutely nuts. You know what I mean? You've got to yeah, think of the love of football. And I think for the love of football, um, it's got to continue. It's got to. And that's that, it's got to finish. And I don't, I, I don't care about 21-22 season because it's not, it's not started. So even if it comes down to it and we're in October, November of next year, why start a new season? Carry on with the season that's got, gone and then you finish it. And it's what what happens if it runs into 21 league? It's an interesting point, boys, isn't it? Because I don't think that the FA, the Premier League, the, whoever, will have made a decision on exactly where they're going to go yet because, like us, nobody knows when we're going to be back watching football, when we're going to be back playing football. You know, 
if it's if we're back watching in I don't know in in six or eight weeks time, then we can complete this season. We can do that. If it goes on, and it's interesting what Lee says. If it, if it goes on and we get to the end of this year, we could even go into early next year, and we're still struggling with these things, and, and we're not back playing till then. Do do we do we still complete this season, Lee? Is that what you're saying, mate? Yeah, yeah. Because next season don't matter, does it? Why 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 give away this season for next season when you all start getting miles of just finished? Say for instance, um, they, they it doesn't come back till till November. Then just complete this season November to 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 May. Why start a new season and, and it's going to be disrupted anyway? You know what I mean? Because well, you ain't going to be able to finish it. Been crap. Because we've yeah, been well, crap this season and I want this well, season gone. Unfortunately, that's that's the case. You know what I mean? But you've got Arsenal fans at this moment in time. You've got Arsenal fans at this moment in time going, oh, let's this finish the season now because we're fifth last season with Manchester City's expulsion. We might get in the Champions League. Is that how you want to go about? Doing things like, not for me, not for me. I, I think oh, the season is important. I think it's the easiest chance we got getting in the Champions League. But yeah. I know what you mean? Well, um, yeah, but it's not right, is it? I've spoken to right. Liverpool fans, no. and they've said to me that their reply. I've spoken to about three or four of them just today because I've been keeping in touch with everyone. Like, and uh, they've all said every single one of them have said season's over, crying face. They all have said it. Yeah, done. Season's over, crying face. Go on to the next one. Well, if because they think it is done, to, they think uh, it's done. In fairness, in fairness to a couple of Liverpool fans I know, right, uh, I've been talking to, and in, in fairness to them, they they have said that they'll be absolutely devastated if the season was called off. They, they've, ne- they've never felt pain like it, but people have to come first. If it's for the best of the nation that the exactly season so. is called off, then they'll accept that. But Lee's right in what he says. Do we do? Can we start another season till we've completed the one before? And 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 I'd not looked at it from that perspective. That at this stage, next season don't matter, does it? It don't matter if you don't start till next season for a year, because this season is the one that's ongoing. This is the one that that's got all the all the all the, all the stuff pending. So yeah, I sort of get what Lee's saying. I can see both sides actually, if I'm honest. I suppose the the, the question that Lee poses by saying that we need to finish off this season before we start another one is it's always going to be unfinished business and people will go, well, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. And you go back to the Arsenal Tottenham rivalry. It's over a hundred years ago that we were chosen to stay in the top flight and Tottenham were dropped down and there's been hatred ever since, you know, so would that happen across Twenty. Well, can you imagine teams. Liverpool lifting lifting the trophy with no one there in the stadium? What a joke that would be! Hilarious. But there we go. Listen, I, I wouldn't want that as an Arsenal fan. I wouldn't want I that as an Arsenal fan. Can't Tesco. even go and see your team lift the trophy. Crazy, isn't it? Sorry, Lee. So I was now shopping in Tesco's yesterday. See uh, one of my Spurs mates, and he turned around and said, oh, "At least we come above you this season." Oh, I ain't having it. I'm not having it. They did not come <laughs> above us. Do you know what I mean? Not, they're they're <laughs> chopping like a stone. I want this season finished. You know what I mean? So you know they're, they're claiming victory already. They will have Kane and Song back though. Yeah, they were going to be all right. They were going to be back anyway. They were going to be back anyway. Gary Kane's always back for the North London derby, isn't he? Oh, he's out for the season, and then he rocks up at the bloody North London derby. That's a great thing. I haven't been to their stadium yet. Like, so it's another year it'll be without going there. I've not been there. There we go. I I was only thinking that the other day. I'm gonna. Yeah, I was looking forward to going there, and uh, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't have a ticket, so there we go. (laughs) Well, I. I had put some feelers out to try and get me and Dan a ticket and, uh, and 
the person who was going to sort it out for me was reasonably confident. So I was hoping to go to my first um, uh, away, North London North derby away game. game. So, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 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 and don't take a tin, tin of beer. Oh, my phone's <laughs> going to ring. Right, that seems like a perfect time for. Where's the bill? Where's the bill? I'm not nicking his. We are getting a Twitter row if we nick other people's ideas. We don't want to do that, do we? So, yes, Trev, you're right. Step away from the edge. I am, uh, I should step away from the edge. Trev, thanks very much for uh, joining us today. As always, the beard looks fantastic. Lee, you look a disgrace. But thank you for joining. <laughs> He's even looking up at you. Look, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm in isolation. I can't help it. Like, you know. <laughs> Listen, if you've enjoyed this hour, it's gone on a little bit longer than than uh, it should have. Uh, we will try and do more. I'll do one on Wednesday night. We'll do something. We'll be sending out um, Trevor's one to eleven that we pre-recorded. I'm going to try and do a couple more. Uh, my work, actually, funny enough, next week is ramping up, so I'm I'm actually going to be quite busy work-wise. And I've joined a local. Um, a local uh, COVID-19 sort of community action group um, in my local area. So any spare time I've got, I'm going to be trying to do something to try and help out vulnerable and elderly people in the area if I can. Uh, and if you can do in your community, join them. Well, I had a leaflet come through my door, contact the guy on text and uh, the rest is history. So I'm going to try and do my bit there. But Dan, you're doing something at four o'clock this afternoon. Do you want to tell people what it is and where they can find it? Oh, cheers, Ferg. Yeah, um, in an hour's time, guys, uh, four o'clock, I'm going to be doing a, a Pots preview reunion uh, on the same old Arsenal. So if you haven't gone over there, then please do so. You'll see us in an hour's time live on YouTube. And I've got a Sheffield United fan, a uh, Man United fan, a Man City fan, an Everton fan joining me just to talk about their season, what they think should happen, and just have a little bit of a debate about where we think things should go. So please come over there at four o'clock and join me live. Cheers for that, Fergus. No worries, mate. Thank you, everybody who's in the chat. We've got Jeff, Paul, <laughs> Mike Feinberg, who's had a lot to say. Um, <laughs> there's uh, Andy Fink. Uh, lots of you in the chat there. Um, thank you very much for joining in. Thank you for watching. Uh, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, if you're on YouTube, click the like. It helps. Click the bell and you'll get a reminder. If you're on Facebook, uh, like and follow the, the Facebook page. And we're also on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Thanks very much. Only one last thing to say. Up the arse. Up the arse. Tell me who got this. Is it going to end? Is it? Up the arse. No. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.